Hello. Good evening. This evening, the 19th day of April 2020. Um, this is going to be the first episode of this podcast on relationships. Relationships. That's a word that is big. It's all-encompassing. You know, talks about a whole lot of stuff and the likes. All right, let's get down to business. And uh, yeah, you want to, as much as possible, be down to have be real with this podcast so that we can get to talk about it. You know, what worries us, the things that bother us. Interestingly, I am going to share a link that makes it possible for you to you know send in your voice messages i'd like to hear from you somewhere down the line a few friends are also going to come on board you know from wherever you are we can actually have this conversation together and you know get talking about these things the topic of today's episode uh, is where did we all go wrong? Where did we all go wrong? We know that the scriptures is a book about relationships. In my introductory message, I mentioned that all of our discussions will be guided by the scriptures. Guided in what sense? I want to try as much as possible not to censor anything. Let's just say it as it is let's talk about it the way it comes to mind let's just bear it all out the idea is that if we don't get honest about the things that concern our relationship about the things that affect our relationship then we can never get to the point where we begin to have healthy relationships where we begin to heal from our emotional diseases the reality is that every one of us right now are having one form of emotional problem or the other. It's either, you know, you've been disappointed, you're brokenhearted, and uh, it's happened repeatedly, time and time again. Or you just find yourself uninterested in anything that concerns human relationship you just you're just disinterested you want to be on your own you don't want to associate you don't want to relate with anyone or in your own case you could even find yourself stuck in a in an abusive relationship that makes and it's kind of feeling impossible to get out of it for some people it's in their business they don't know how to establish professional relationships they don't know how to you know, walk their way around this whole thing called, you know, professional relationship. And for some others, it is spiritual. You know, the concept of God, the concept of prayer, the concept of communicating with God, the concept of worshipping Him. You know, when you look around you and you see what religion is doing to the society, you begin to wonder, is, 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 is this all we have? Is this all we get? Is this what it means to serve God? And then, if you find yourself losing interest 
as a result of the kind of people you have to relate with in your bid to worship God. That's for those who believe that God even exists. So, I can go on and on and on and on talking about the different levels of this matter. You know, some people have even given up on the whole concept of marriage because of what they see around them. There are those who are faking it. They are not happy in their marriages and yet they project an image of them having the best form of relationship anyone can have. And when you put all of these things together, you just get confused and then you begin to wonder, will it ever get better? Will it ever get better? So I say again, the scriptures is a book about relationships. From start to finish, from Genesis to Revelation, it's about relationships. At least someone wrote and some people received the writing. You know, every book of the Bible, all 66 books, had an audience, had an author, and if that does not define relationship, I don't know what, 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 what will. And by the way, these are not just people writing love letters. These are not just people who had access to pen and paper. You know how much effort that goes into getting a papyrus and, you know, trying to scribble words on it. There was a time being a scribe was a profession, a noble profession for that matter. You know. You had to dictate what you had to say to someone who will now write it down because you just didn't know how to do it. And imagine in that world of that time, some people took the pain to pen down some things. As they were moved by the Holy Spirit, they wrote these things down. And then it became what you and I have today. As the mind of God, because God actually guided him into putting it down for us. And then we see that from the very beginning in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 1, there is the concept of relationship. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So we see a relationship between God and his creation. Speaking things into existence. That's a relationship. And then you get to verse 26 where he begins to say, let us make man in our own image. And then we learn about the special relationship God created between himself and mankind. And then we learn about intrapersonal relationships. When Adam was made, we are told that he had no helpmate. He had no companion suitable for him. So at that level, intrapersonal relationship existed. He, he interacted with himself, within himself. Because of course, we know God is spirit. And if God is spirit, that means that Adam in his human form, did not have as of yet a companion. How long he existed in that state, we don't know. But we know for sure that it was less than a 24-hour period because the Bible makes it clear 
that all that was made was made in six days. The man was created on the sixth day, and we are told in the next verse, verse 27, that God made both male and female on the same day. So, from intrapersonal relationship, we move on to interpersonal relationship. Interpersonal relationship. But before I get into interpersonal relationship, which is where I know most of us live at a level of interpersonal relationship, we either run away from it or we derive our existence, our purpose, our meaning from it. Okay. But the truth of the matter is that some things are more fundamental than even interpersonal relationship. And one of them is intrapersonal relationship. And by intrapersonal relationship here, I'm talking about your mind. I'm talking about your, your belief system, the things that constitute the person that you are. Because beliefs determines destiny who you what you believe what has been woven into the fabric of your existence defines how your life turns out Mm. today you find a lot of kids losing faith in their father in heaven because their fathers on earth have failed them in more ways than one you know it's just like that you've come to have a certain belief which is invisible somebody expressed our beliefs in this way there are, are those invisible chains that hold us that define us that help us to do the things that we do we cannot see them but they are the most powerful forces that control us sometimes we can't even explain our beliefs but our beliefs define the things we do so that happens at the level of intrapersonal relationship Everything that happens to you in this world, everything you've seen, everything you've read, everything you've experienced in this world causes you to have an interaction with yourself, causes you to think within yourself and make meaning of all of these things. And when you make meaning of them, you begin to form beliefs based on them. There are those who do not believe there is anything called true love today because they have been broken at it. They have been heartbroken too many times to believe that anything called true love can ever exist. There are those who believe men has come because every guy, every man they have ever been with has cheated on them. And so it becomes difficult for them to rise above that mentality that all men has come. Okay. Now, Interpersonal relationships, it exists on many levels. You can, you can talk about marriage, you can talk about parenting, friendship, enemies, yes, enemies, courtship, dating, professional relationships, dealing with your siblings. Oh, my word. <laughs> I know how many times my siblings and I had to fight growing up, you know. <laughs> Let me not even get started with that. You know, having to deal with your relatives, you know, if you are from sub-Saharan Africa and um, particularly from the Yoruba tribe, you'd find the concept of relatives so powerful, a force that it can make or mar your life. I mean, relatives can mess you up and relatives can make you one of the greatest people, you know, in your field. 
of Handyball. So, it's just the way it is. For instance, your relatives can end your relationship. Your relatives can make it impossible for you to get married. Your relatives can make life very miserable for you and your family. If you do not know how to navigate the muddy waters. Okay. Someone may begin to wonder, why don't you just leave this honest nest alone? Why don't you just leave it alone rather than trying to open Pandora's box? Rather than trying to, you know, look for a problem where there is none. What's wrong with what we have? What's wrong with this to school? Why don't you just continue with this struggle and hope for the best? Yeah, it's natural to feel and feel this way because the problem of evil has ruined our relationships. Once upon a time, a girl said that she couldn't ever imagine herself dating a guy that won't beat her. A guy that won't beat her. A guy needs to be able to slap her every once in a while. And that is just a simple story that illustrates how messed up, how twisted and dark our world is. For you to define your relationship with another human being based on their ability, capacity to inflict physical injury on you, to strike you, to hit you, to wound you. That's how bad things have actually gotten. And there are so many things that are wrong with what we have. And we need to find patient zero. We need to find where we got it wrong. Where did did it all go wrong? So that we can begin to retrace our steps and begin to find true north and then get things back on track. Too many people have lost faith in friendships, marriage, concept of altruism, you know, and... This idea of putting others first is considered one of the most stupid things you can ever think of. Put yourself first, man. That's what the world tells you. That's what they teach you to do. Revenge. Hatred. Unforgiving spirit. Now, revenge is even from unforgiving spirit. You know, revenge is when you actually get to the point where you are determined to inflict injury on someone who you perceive, who you feel has hurt you, you want to get back at them. Unforgiving spirits does not necessarily carry, you know, action with it. You just have to have resentment for someone in your heart and, you know, you have to be somebody who does not have the capacity or who, who, who doesn't want to forgive. Let me not use the word capacity. And those who rise above will forgive but they will never restore the relationship back to normal so yeah we're cool but then we can't be together again we can't just we can't just continue okay infidelity all these are results of the schemes we have all devised for ourselves yeah we hurt ourselves and hurt us in the process of doing all this countries rise against each other trying to dominate each other recently i read a book by john perkins 
you know, the new confessions of an economic hitman. And in this book, it details how certain men are hired to infiltrate third world countries, places like Ecuador, Nigeria, Libya. These countries are infiltrated by these men, you know, they give loans to them under the guise of institutions like USAID, the World Bank and the like. Loans that this country can never repay and in exchange for debt clearance, they are forced to explore things like telecommunications, embark on a railway project or whatever it is the economic hitmen decide upon and those things seem like developmental projects don't they the only thing is that those projects will be awarded to specific persons the one percenters who continue to get rich and they continue to grow richer and richer while the rest of the people become poorer and poorer and as long as they continue to create that gap that wide gap between the rich and the poor they continue to have the power to dominate to rule to subdue their fellow men this is the kind of world into which we live and this is what we call relationship really the spirit of sportsmanship is lost Sometimes it baffles me why people will go to watch football, sports, and then begin to punch each other because of some silly arguments about who is better between one football player and another. One of my friends was a victim of such violence from a viewing center where he went to, you know, a game between his favorite club and another another club. Some guys just rough-handled him and beat him up. Silly thing. Unfortunate thing. Organized crime, domestic terrorism, systemic corruption, injustice. These are just few of the things that are wrong with our current system of relationships. And make no mistake, they all boil down to relationships. But they represent the things that have gone wrong. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 29 is one scripture that hits me each time I read it. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 29. King Solomon was saying something in that passage. He said that these two... I have found this too I have found that God had made man upright but man has decided to devise different schemes we have sought out many devices we have come up with many strategies we have given these strategies different names we even have the audacity to call them wisdom you know but originally god did not design us this way 
okay we were not made to be these persons our choices got us to where we are the pain and heartache we feel comes from ignoring the divine instruction concerning our relationships when we ignore what god has said then all of these things begin to prop up in our lives that's how it is but what is god saying what's his proposition really concerning human relationships we've seen where we've all gone wrong but what is god really really saying there are just four things i want to share here in this episode and then subsequently we are going to talk more on that the first proposition god puts before us is that he wants us to enjoy good communion with him and look like him since he made us in his own image that we enjoy good communion with him and look like him since he made us in his own image two that our interpersonal relationships should derive its meaning from our relationship with god so if i have a relationship with you the basis of that relationship should be my relationship with god if i don't get the vertical relationship right the horizontal relationship is bound to fail eventually the third proposition god puts before us is that we express his love as we experience it to all men so do you experience god's love then go ahead and express that same love and four that we pursue justice equity and selflessness in all our dealings in everything we do let's try and be just let's try to be just Let's pursue fairness, fairness, equity, not equality. I'm a strong proponent of equity above equality. And selflessness. It's not about you. There is a whole ecosystem to consider. So let's let's be mindful of the things we do in all of our dealings. So what should we do? What should we do? It's not all doom and gloom, you know. All that it takes is for somebody to decide to begin to do things differently. And when you when you have an aggregation of somebodies who decide to do things differently, not just differently, who decide to go back to the original template that God designed and begin to do it the way he wants us to do it, then what will happen is that transformation will follow things will begin to change until we'll get to the tipping point and then the world becomes a better place for us all to live in that sounds like some equilian dream you know but it begins with each person it begins with you it begins with me and the decisions we make you know several persons have tried to understand the concept of the tipping point and to know when the tipping point when 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 an idea when when it when an action actually gets to that point where it becomes viral and the best they have been able to come up with is just speculation nobody really knows so what if 
you are the one that makes this idea tip. What if the decision you make about how you will go on seeing yourself, how you will go on seeing God, how you will go on interacting with others, you know, and the choices you make with, in your life. What if that becomes the point when things begin to change for the human race? What if? So what should we do? Uh, over the next couple of podcasts, we are going to debug our relationship software to identify all the loopholes. Yes. Let's really look at this. What is really wrong? Let's debug. Let's, let's, let's find out. Let's investigate. Let's know all those things that are wrong with what we have. Because if we do not identify the problem, we are far away from solving it. Some of the loopholes that I'd like us to consider her a lack of vulnerability. A lack of vulnerability. Poor emotional intelligence. You know, I took a course recently on emotional intelligence and I found out that it turns out it is one of the sorely needed concepts in our world today if we are ever going to get this concept of relationships right to become aware of our own emotion for Daniel to know what he feels his own emotion how he responds and reacts to different situations to take time to study it to become aware of the emotional responses of others the things that make people tick the things that make them respond in certain ways and then to make a wise use of these emotions. But before you can make wise use of the emotions, you need to learn how to manage the emotions. First, manage your own emotions and then manage the emotions of others so that you can now begin to make a wise use of these emotions because at the end of the day, our limbic brain, that part of our brain, that emotional part of our brain governs most of the things we do. And unfortunately, we cannot prevent ourselves from feeling. But we can learn to manage those feelings. Subsequently, I'm going to talk about the science behind all this concept of our, 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 our limbic brain, our you know frontal lobe, and how all of these come together to form who we are, to define our mind. And everything that concerns us. We will talk about loopholes such as being selfish, but I call it selfishness in stealth mode. Selfishness that is hidden, it's not really overt, but then eventually it comes up. When you begin to do something for someone and you continue to be selfless repeatedly, and then you don't get feedback, you don't, you don't, you, the person doesn't meet you halfway then your selfishness comes out in the open because it had been flying below radar all along and been camouflaging as selflessness. Then there is also this poor mind management model that we have been operating. And a situation where I look at you and then I, 
I, I, I see what you've done. And then I make conclusions, interpretations of your actions. And with that, I classify you. This is the birthplace of racism. To think that somebody who is of a different skin color is inferior to you. It's a product of a poor mind management model. All right. I want to try to keep this podcasts under 30 minutes as much as possible so i'm gonna stop talking here right now let me hear from you there's gonna be the link i will share where you can drop your you know voice messages and also weigh in on this matter the topic has been where did we all go wrong with respect to our relationships i'm daniel jimmy thank you for listening